Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. It's 419-794-3030 online, ARHQ.com. My name is Chris Swan. Today on the show, how does being a caregiver change your retirement plan and which investment accounts should you withdraw from first? All this and more, but first let me check in uh, with the, the founder of uh, America's Retirement Headquarters, Nolan Baker. Nolan, glad to be with you as always. How are you, sir? Yeah, doing great. It's always a great time to be here. And uh, we're just kicking back off high school hockey season. So my son plays for Anthony Wayne and uh, another fun weekend of hockey. And so we started last weekend. And um, my son, Carter, was actually selected to be the captain of the high school hockey team. So wow. a proud dad moment, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, he's out there running drills and skills, as they say. <laughs> And his old man, me, uh, I play music for high school hockey. So, you know, uh, whenever you come out to a game, if you, you hear the game uh, songs during penalties or in between plays, that's uh, me playing the music for Anthony Wayne. So loving hockey season. And uh, when it gets cold here in Northwest Ohio, it's easy to find me. Just uh, look in one of our local ranks. <laughs> it's a great time of year. And I know it's something that you love. You've been doing for years. We appreciate you taking time beyond beyond that, taking time away from the hockey rink, but uh, beyond your busy schedule to spend with the uh, listeners here to impart a little bit of knowledge and insights. So let's go ahead and get started with this. The Biden administration is proposing a new rule that it will uh, says will raise the bar for financial professionals who give investment advice to savers and 401ks and IRAs. It would close loopholes in the current law that allow advisors to recommend investments that aren't really in a client's best interest, but may pay a higher commission, more of a suitability thing versus a, a, a fiduciary standard. Don't you already practice this higher standard uh, with your clients? We do. I mean, we act as fiduciaries for our clients and, you know, give them advice on what we believe to be in their best interest. And, you know, I would also have to say that I think that the overwhelming majority of people in the financial services business uh, do the same thing. You know, they're out to build a business that is about taking care of their clients and helping their clients make smart financial decisions. You know, when we look at this, the, the rule, it targets financial advice really in three areas. So what it's talking about is it's talking about rollovers from 401k plans to IRAs and into what's called non-securities products. So things like uh, annuities or commodities like gold, which are generally, you know, not regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, you know, recommendations made to employers on which investment funds to choose and offer in their 401k. It's focused on things like hidden cost and making sure that, you know, consumers understand what their expenses are. And I think, you know, all of these things are, are designed to help uh, make sure an advisor is very transparent uh, when they're choosing to, you know, work with their clients. And I think at the same time, you know, you as a listener, you if you work with a financial advisor today and or you're considering working with a financial advisor, you know, what I've done is I've put together a report. And in this report, what it does is it details the 13 things you should know before choosing an investment professional. And so if you'd like to get a copy of that report, just give our office a call at 419-794-3030 and let us know you'd like that report on choosing a financial advisor. We'll send you out a copy of that report. 
Uh, in addition to that, if you want to go over to our website, arhq.com, uh, you can contact us from the website. Uh, also shoot us an email and take a look at that. But I think on, on the other hand, you know, there's always a couple of those bad apples, if you will. I mean, you see that in any industry that's out there. Mm-hmm. And this report, what it's designed to do is it's really designed to make sure that you're getting a financial professional who's on the ball, not just a salesperson who calls himself an investment professional. So in this report, what I do is I outline a couple of the things that, you know, is my 29 years of experience that I've seen in the industry and giving you some advice on what to look for. So number one is things like asking for references. I think it's a good idea to get uh, both client references and or professional references in today's age of the internet and Google, uh, go online and Google the business name. You know, Google America's Retirement Headquarters as an example. Uh, look at what the Google reviews are. Look at what the feedback is. You know, what information are you finding out about the firm on the internet? And make sure that when you get those references, you call those references. Uh, ask them about their experience. How good is their communication plan? You know, what do they like best about that firm? What are the things that they wish they, you know, could do differently? Next, you want to find out about, you know, how they get paid. Uh, there's different ways that uh, people can get paid in the industry. As an example, Scott, when he's working with clients and he's helping them set up a Medicare Advantage or a supplemental plan, you know, one thing he says is you'll never receive a bill from me because he does everything and he gets compensated directly from the insurance companies that he works with. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes when we develop a, a consulting services plan for a client, we might end up charging a flat fee for our services and do consulting work and building out a financial plan and putting these things together. Uh, but you need to understand, you know, what those fees and expenses are. Nobody works for free. We don't either. If they're not charging a fee, you need to understand how they're making money and where that money comes from. But you want to talk about, you know, how are they making sure that they're giving you advice that is in your best and interest, you know, so, you know, what is the process that they're going through to analyze your situation? How are they arriving at their recommendations? Um, you know, if they can provide financial products as well as financial planning advice, um, you know, look at them and make sure that you understand that that's a potential conflict of interest. Uh, in our industry, as a licensed investment advisor, we also provide our clients with what is called our ADD to disclosure brochure. And, you know, so in that disclosure, you can find out uh, different types of conflicts that are out there. Uh, it's important to read an investment advisor's brochure and understand the different conflicts that are out there. Again, not to say that you can't work with an advisor who has a conflict, but you need to just, again, understand and become educated about what those uh, conflicts are. You need to talk about uh, you know, whether it's a problem if you implement those ideas by yourself or online. Um, we have a lot of people that will come into our office and they'll want to work with us and have us take care of everything. Uh, they consider that to be kind of a one-stop shop to get everything taken care of. We also have a lot of clients that uh, like to do it themselves. Um, you know, maybe they want a second opinion or, you know, maybe they're confident in their investment approach, but they need help on the asset protection. You know, these are areas where we can step in and it's not an area where all the financial products have to go right through our firm. When, you know, you're looking at the financial professional's background, I think in general, you know, you want to have somebody that has uh, quite a bit of experience in this industry. And again, you know, not to knock on younger people because we have many younger folks that are working here at the office. But, you know, I can remember in the early years of my career, um, that's when you're still learning how the industry works. It's, you know, through real life experiences of market crashes and COVIDs that 
I've got the gray hair that I have today because <laughs> I've weathered through some of those. And I think your own life's experiences help you become, you know, better in guiding things uh, through there. So understanding, you know, what their experience is, what their background is, asking them how they're keeping up with the changing investment world that's out there today. You know, what are the licenses that they're working on? What are the continuing education and all of these things. Again, they're detailed in our report that talks about what to look for when choosing a financial professional. So you may be working with a financial advisor today and you're wondering, you know, does this advisor uh, have my interest in uh, heart or is it time for a second opinion? Uh, maybe you don't work with an advisor now, but you're getting ready to retire in the next five years. This report is probably the first step in getting you uh, moving in the right direction to be able to have uh, a way to make a good educated decision about finding the right advisor that matches up for you. So again, give us a call. We'd be happy to get that report for you. Just in the same way that you wouldn't go and, and you know buy a car at the dealership without doing a little bit of research beforehand, a uh, financial professional, someone who's going to get you to through and beyond retirement, it's probably going to be a, a relationship you have longer than you are with, with any given car. So it makes sense to do a little bit of research beforehand. These 13 things you should know when choosing a financial professional, as Nolan said, they're happy to get that list out to you. Complimentary uh, and then, of course, having that discussion with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters and figure out if you know that is that is the right fit for you. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. That's 419-794-3030. You can also go to the website as well, arhq.com. Inflation is something that we've been talking about for, for a good while now, and we often talk about increasing income in retirement to account for inflation. Ron Barron of Barron's Magazine looks to the stock market for that growth. Everything doubles in price every 14 or 15 years. And the way you can hedge against that is you can invest in the market, which goes up about 10% a year. So the way I think about it is the investments that I have are investments for the long term in businesses where I think we're going to double our money. Instead of in 10 years, we're going to try to double our money every five years. But I have to say, Nolan, trying to double your money every five years sounds like that would come with a lot of risk. Are there other solutions uh, when it comes to keeping up with inflation? Yeah, there really are. You know, uh you know, that's a pretty interesting uh, comment that Ron Barron makes there. You know, really to double your money every five years, you need to make a 14.4% rate of return. Uh, that does seem pretty risky to me. Although obviously, you know, stocks are an area where it does have, you know, some potential growth that that's inside of there. And I certainly like stocks, but you know, for a, a lot of retirees, you know, I will ask them the question at retirement time, are you more interested in doubling your money or are you more interested in not having your money cut in half? Mm -hmm. Because when you take those higher risks, that's sometimes uh, the things that happen. But, you know, inflation is is certainly a, a topic that is biting into a lot of investors today. I mean, whether it's a younger investor, middle age or a retiree, inflation, you know, seems to be the real deal. If we look at the numbers, though, inflation is starting to get a little bit better. So you don't want to dramatically change your overall investment philosophy because inflation seems to be really high. So when we look at the annual inflation rate, the U.S. recently reported for the month of September, it was 3.7%. And that's according to the U.S. Labor Department. So where we see some of the biggest increases is dining out, that's up 6% year over year, transportation costs up 9.1% year over year, and uh, shelter costs up 7.2%. 
So I know those are the bigger areas. And some people that are listening to the show would say, Nolan, you know, inflation is absolutely a, a big bite into my pocket. And I would agree, especially when you're looking at dining out, transportation and shelter. For the other areas, let's just say that when you add it all together, that the inflation rate is currently 3.7%. Here's what you want to do and not dramatically change your overall investment strategy. What you want to do is you make sure that your investment dollars are working as hard as possible. In fact, if you're a retiree and you're not going to get up and go to work tomorrow, you need to make sure that your money is going to work every single day. So you want to look at the income that's produced and you want to make sure that if you need income in retirement time, you're picking investments that are generating, you know, more than 3.7% and or have the opportunity to generate more than 3.7% where you could be going backwards. So here's some ideas on how to keep up with the higher inflation. First and foremost, if you look at high yield money market funds that are out there, there's a lot of different great investment companies that are very well known that offer high interest money market funds. And these high interest money market funds are now paying over 5%, you know, here in November as I do the recording in 2023. So that would be a great idea if you have any lazy assets that are not earning uh, greater than 5%. Look at some of the high yield money funds that are out there. The next is uh, consider FDIC insured bank CDs. You know, these are ones that are backed by the full faith and pledge of the United States government. You know, most bank CDs, if you look in that one to three year time frame, you can get, you know, five and a half to 5.7% interest. Again, higher than what the inflation rate is right now. Uh, fixed annuities are what the insurance companies of America offer as an alternative to other traditional fixed investments. And with a fixed annuity, you can purchase a time frame from anywhere from, say, one to 10 years, and you can lock in interest that's uh, 5%, ranging all the way to 6%, again, dependent upon the time frame of when you lock in those type of investments. Uh, bonus annuities. Uh, these uh, insurance companies are offering bonuses to people who set up an account for them. And I have seen bonuses in the in insurance company uh, be some of the highest that I've seen probably in the last 20 years. So since my kids have been born. So if you need a big jump start right away on your contract, a, a bonus index annuity uh, can be a solution to help you fight off inflation if it's eating away uh, at your dollars right now. Treasury inflation protected securities, still one of the biggest watched video on our YouTube channel with now over 4,000 views is how to set up an account with the U.S. Treasury Department, you know, walking through the interest rate that you can get on government-backed I-bonds. You could have uh, number six stocks, as Mr. Barron talked about. But in this case, I would say, you know, maybe even considering dividend-paying stocks, so stocks that generate consistent income. Because as we know, stocks may double in the next five years, but they may also go down in the next five years. Mm -hmm. But if you need income, Income and dividend-paying stocks tend to be more consistent than what the stock price is. There's also things that are called real estate investment trust. And, you know, when you look at real estate investment trust, you have both public and private REITs that are out there. Um, you've got to watch out, I'd say, in some of these companies that have large amounts of debt because of uh, a refinance issue with interest rates being higher. Some of these REIT companies might own a lot of debt and it's locked into lower rates, but that rate may reset in a year or two from now. And that could be a challenge for some of these real estate companies that have high debt, but it could be an income option for somebody in retirement. 
uh, commodities. It's a popular topic, you know, when uh, people are worried about the U.S. dollar to talk about gold and silver and or energy investments. And, uh, you know, the last category is high yield bonds, you know, as interest rates have gone up, if and when interest rates stop going up and at some point interest rates level off. Uh, bonds could be become a little bit more attractive. So, you know, again, the, the solution here is if you're worried about inflation eroding your purchasing power, it's important to make sure every dollar that you have is working. And our independent portfolio analysis can help you determine, you know, which investments that you may want to look at some alternatives to try to drive up some of the income and try to work towards uh, getting a pay increase. And again, We'd be happy to do that. If you just reach out to us, we give you an independent portfolio analysis looking for ways to how to increase your income that can keep up with inflation. Because here's the truth of the matter. You know, even aside from these high inflationary times that we've been in for the past couple of years, inflation is always going to be a factor. The buying power of your dollar over the course of a 20, 30 year retirement is going to diminish. So you do need growth in your portfolio, even in retirement and making sure that, you know, you have your money growing, perhaps aside from the market using any of these strategies. It all starts with having that independent portfolio analysis run, figure out what's going to work best for you. Uh, Just give a call, 419-794-3030. Ask for that independent portfolio analysis when you reach out, 419-794-3030, or go to the website, arhq.com. Jesus Trejo is a fast-rising name in the comedy scene, having appeared on all the late-night TV shows. But aside from stand-up at 36, Trejo also has another job. He is a caregiver for his parents, who are in their 70s. The biggest challenge for me as a caregiver definitely has been, you know, trying to juggle everything. If you're a parent, you know this story. It's like, you got to do this. Sometimes, you know, you put things on hold because, you know, your kid's sick or your life doesn't allow you to put wiggle room in your schedule, but you do the best you can. I learned to communicate and let people know that, hey, I'm a caregiver. Like, I'm sorry I canceled this thing or I'm sorry I can't go to this thing or I'm sorry I'm late. I do have some responsibilities at home, and I think nine times out of ten, people are understanding, but it is a big, big challenge. Now, Nolan, I know this is something that you know, you know all too well, having you know kids of your own and having to be that, that caregiver in that role. Do you have aging clients who have loved ones as caregivers or adult children that take care of their parents? And, and if so, how does this change your retirement plan? It really can change the retirement plan quite a bit. I guess, you know, my own personal experience, I would say, um, I think of my grandfather and I would use the word, he's a man's man, you know? So I think of grandpa and he was, you know, born and raised and did all the right things. And my grandmother had a stroke and he was the primary caregiver, uh, all the way up until, um, you know, they both passed away. And what I would say about it is looking from the outside in as, as a younger kid at the time in my, you know, twenties, I would say, I think that time frame you know, really wore a lot on my grandfather. I would say it it kind of aged him being a caregiver. And, you know, if we flash forward, you know, to me being in the business 29 years later, dealing and working with a lot of clients who are the adult caregiver, um, one thing I would say is things are a little bit different today. And then if we flash forward and we think about the future, I also think about, you know, what are the steps that we as caregivers can learn about, you know, how being a caregiver can change my retirement plans. Um, So a a big takeaway, I think, from this segment is that being a caregiver, you know the importance of planning ahead. You know, the adult children really need to make sure that they have a plan in place now. A strain as a caregiver is going to limit your ability to contribute to your retirement savings account. It could force you to dip into your existing savings. 
you know, if their their kids are in their forties or fifties, like you know I am, you know, the challenge is, is I get up and I go to work every day. You know, mm-hmm. I have a career, uh, you know, and it would be an interruption. Although obviously I could do that, but it would again financially impact my family. You know, so we're we're very uh, two working adult families today. And those career interruptions can, you know, have an impact. It can have an impact not only on the number of working hours that you can have. It can have a strain on your working relationship with your employer. And at the end of the day, it could also have a strain on, you know, what you could be entitled to down the road for Social Security benefits. Because if you are a caregiver for several years, that could lead to lower Social Security benefits. You know, when you look at this, it ultimately could result in you having to postpone your retirement due to some of those financial constraints that we had talked about uh, earlier on. So when you look at long-term care planning, it becomes even that much more important. Uh, we had an event earlier this year where we hosted a free community movie night, and uh, we had uh, 140 people that came out and showed uh, the movie Top Gun. And I remember you know, meeting this gentleman at the event, and he had shared with me that uh, his dad was in a nursing home, and I had asked him about you know, what is being done right now to protect dad's assets from a nursing home spin down. And his answer to me was, you know, nothing every month. We just write out these $10,000 checks and we pay the bill. Well, then, you know, what I did is I made an introduction to an elder care attorney in town, because even in a crisis situation, there's still legal strategies that are available to help people protect their assets. So don't have to have their whole life savings wiped out. But at the end of the day, you know, the government wants you to continue and the nursing home wants you to continue to write those checks, you know, for $10,000 until you're financially exhausted. Uh, but knowing that as the younger, the adult caregiver, you're typically in what's called a non-crisis situation. So in a non-crisis situation, there is a, a good need for, you know, looking at what are the steps that you can take. So as you get older, how are you going to protect your assets you know, from a long-term care spend down. That could be things like looking at long-term care insurance. Uh, that could be things like looking at adding uh, annuities with long-term care riders onto them. That could be looking at things like life insurance with, you know, accelerated benefits while you're alive. That could be looking at other ways to leverage your existing assets and or, you know, set aside a chunk of money. But when you're in non-crisis mode, and again, as you're an adult caregiver, there's going to be a lot more choices that are going to be available to you versus waiting till down the road. Like, again, in the situation where the caregiver came up and told me about his dad who was already in the nursing home, that becomes uh, a crisis mode. If we think about, you know, Social Security and pension implications, I talked about it before, but uh, it can impact things like what you're um, doing. If you're caring for a spouse, the spousal benefits uh, could be impacted. You might want to consider uh, different strategies based upon what you think spousal benefits will be for Social Security. Uh, if you have a pension, it could impact the decisions of you know what you're going to do for a pension option, whether it's single life, whether it's period certain. Um, a lot of situations I've had where people that are coming in, you know, we've been taking life options, but also getting a period certain. Uh, that could be a way to protect the family as well on pension options when you're thinking about how could it impact uh, us as a caregiver in the situation. And the last topic is on estate planning. So, you know, there's inheritance considerations, you know, when you're going through this as a caregiver, you know, making sure that things are taken care of. I know when my mom got sick, um, you know, I was only a caregiver for a short period of time. 
because of how bad pancreatic cancer is. But I know in that short amount of time, it gave me an opportunity to talk to mom about what some of her estate planning wishes were. And, you know, if we needed to make any short last minute changes to the estate plans, we were able to get those things taken care of. So how you take care of all of this is, again, it goes into coming and developing a plan. You know, we can look at long term care. We can look at legal estate issues and we can help give you some advice and support in this situation. So if you're in a care adult caregiver or I think you might be an adult caregiver or you've just become an adult caregiver, I'd say let's have a conversation. Let's talk about, you know, the strategies to protect your assets from long term care. And the number to reach out is 419-794-3030 as people are living longer and longer. That is a great thing. But with that longevity comes the increased probability of needing some form of assistance, whether that is, you know, long-term care facility, whether that is you being the caregiver, but knowing the ramifications of it uh, starts with being proactive, having that conversation. Again, America's Retirement Headquarters can help and, and create that plan, which includes that 419-794-3030 or go to the website, ARHQ.com. Now, retirement is the shift from the accumulation phase to the withdrawal, the distribution phase. And when it's time to withdraw money for retirement, it can come from a variety of accounts. We might be pulling from taxable accounts, tax-deferred accounts, and tax-free accounts. Nolan, can you help clients decide which way they can boost their after-tax income the most? Uh, saving money in taxes is one of the passions that I have. I mean, anything we can do to keep the government away from your money, I think, is extremely important. And you know, at the same time, I would say as a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, I'm patriotic. I love America. Mm -hmm. But it is not your patriotic duty to pay more in taxes than what you're legally obligated to. But, you know, the challenge is, is navigating the environment can be very difficult. I know I uh, just had somebody come in from the radio uh, recently that we sat down and we talked about our tax savers checklist. And when we went through that, you know, what we had found is that he had probably a, a good CPA. And, you know, I'd also clarify in the fact that I'm not a CPA. I'm not an accountant. You should always seek the advice of your CPA or accountant before you make, you know, important tax decisions. But, you know, the conversation with him was a, a typical conversation. And that is, you know, once a year I get together with my accountant and they record history. You know, they fill out my filing of my federal and state tax returns, submit that information, and you know, he sticks and puts it away until the, the following year. This individual happened to be a business owner. And so, you know, in a business owner situation, it becomes even more complex, especially when you have things like, you know, a limited liability corporation and, you know, how tax planning works. And what I explained to him is, you know, this is the time of year that you should be taking a look at, you know, what your withdrawal strategies are for not only this year, uh, but also looking at next year. But it, you don't have to be a, a business owner to make taxes a top priority. Instead, what you want to do is think of your retirement account like a business owner and think about which accounts you should withdraw from first. I'll give you a couple of examples. I also met somebody earlier this year. We'll call him Mike. And when Mike came into the office, Mike was pretty excited to talk about the fact that he has not paid taxes since he retired. He retired a couple of years ago, and he turned on Social Security, and he started taking money from his personal savings account. So on the service, I mean, I think we all want to high-five Mike in the fact that he's not paying any federal uh, taxes right now. The challenge is, is what Mike didn't realize is that when you look at the amount that he gets in standard deductions between him and his wife, he actually missed out on several years that he could have pulled money out of his tax-deferred retirement account and or 
he could have done a Roth conversion and paid either zero or very little in taxes and by taking the money out. And what he did is he basically compounded his tax problem by spending down his taxable accounts, leaving the money in the tax-deferred category, not taking advantage of what the strategies are today, creates a bigger tax problem in the future. I also met with somebody uh, recently, and you know, in this particular situation, Linda uh, is older. She doesn't need a lot of her money. She's very comfortable living off of just her social security income and the amount of income that she gets from what is called required minimum distributions. Again, in her situation, when we did the tax analysis and we took a look at it, what we had found is that Linda has the ability where she could actually take more money out of her retirement account and or convert it to a Roth IRA and still pay zero to little taxes. You know, in her primary goal was any money that's left over is she wanted to leave it to her kids. Well, leaving that money in her traditional tax-deferred retirement account is not the most effective way to pass wealth on from non-spousal beneficiaries, in this case, her children. A Roth IRA could be much more tax-favorable. A life insurance is a much more tax-favorable. Even after-tax money is much more tax-favorable. So by Linda, she just didn't realize that she had the ability to take more money out. And another example is Bruce and Kathy. Bruce and Kathy came into the office and they talked to Scott here recently at one of our events and had talked about, you know, how frustrated they were at their cost of their insurance for their health insurance had doubled recently. And by doing a little bit of an investigation, what, you know, we found out is that Bruce and, and Kathy wanted to pay off their mortgage uh, right at retirement time. So when they retired, what they did is they took a big lump sum of money out of their 401k and they used that to pay off their mortgage. Hmm. Now, on again, the concept of being debt-free in retirement time, I'm like, I think that's a great concept. I think you should, you know, work towards being debt-free in retirement time. Uh, the problem is, is they didn't realize taking that money out of their 401k was going to be countable income, whether you're going for Medicare and what your Medicare premiums are, or whether you need health insurance pre-65 under the affordable health care, all of that income can be taxable to you as well. So, you know, not having the proper withdrawal strategy can be a very costly mistake for retirees. You know, we've talked about inflation in previous segments on the show, and we've talked about how to make sure that your money gets up and goes to work every single day. It's not only so important to make sure that you're making every dollar work as hard as possible, but when you're looking at retirement accounts, you also want to look at how do you minimize other people like the government and taxes taking a chomp out of your money. And when you're looking at which accounts to withdraw from retirement, first, it can make a big, big difference. So one of the things that we can do is we can run a 20 2023 tax roadmap for you, or we can get your 2024 tax roadmap put in place for you. So if you're thinking about it and you're saying, hey, in my situation, nobody's really talked to me about which account I should pull from my after-tax account, my tax-free Roth IRA, my life insurance account, my annuity, my tax-deferred IRA or 401k, that is a conversation I would love to have with you. In fact, I'd love to work hand-in-hand -hand with your accountant or CPA 
And or if you don't have one, I'd be more than happy to make a couple of referrals to make sure that you're minimizing the amount of taxes and you're having what could be the best withdrawal strategy for your retirement dollars in place. So again, just give me a call. We'll get a 2023-2024 tax roadmap put together for you, and we'll talk to you about which account you should withdraw from first. The number is 419-794-3030 because it is important to look back on the year that was and, you know, obviously pay what you need to pay in taxes. But it's not just about looking in the rearview mirror, especially when you're going to retirement, but looking ahead the 20, 30 years that you could be, uh, you know, in your retirement and make sure that you pay as little as possible to reiterate what Nolan said there. It is not your patriotic duty to pay more than necessary in taxes. So proper planning goes a long way to making sure that you get to keep as much for your money as possible. 419-794-3030 is how you get started. And the website is ARHQ.com. Now, higher interest rates have slowed down home sales. According to CreditKarma.com, 67% said they would delay their plans to move until mortgage rates go down. Here's economist Anthony Chan on Fox Business. I believe that the Federal Reserve did their last tightening in July, and they're probably not going to raise rates again. There's only a 15% probability, if you look at the futures market, that they'll raise rates again one more time by January of next year. And by the middle of the year, all expectations are that the Fed will cut rates, which will be beneficial for housing. Now, many people getting ready to retire, they want to downsize their home, but that might not make sense if you end up upsizing your mortgage in the process. How do you talk through that decision with, with clients? Well, you know, when we're looking at the topic of when does downsizing make sense, I think, you know, in today's environment, what you have is you have, you know, earlier this year, record high prices on real estate. Um, I know I live in Waterville, Ohio, and just absolutely love the house that, you know, we're in because of all the ways that we've customized the house plus our neighbors. But, you know, when you look at the value of what my house has gone up, I know I said to my wife a couple of different times, maybe we go ahead and we uh, just sell the house now. And, uh, you know, it's only a, a couple of years till our son is off to college. And then, you know, we're in that same spot of, of downsizing. You know, but when you look at it, the real estate world is kind of tricky out there. You've got to, you know, really kind of navigate uh, what's going on out there. But, you know, when I'm thinking about uh, things, one thing that you want to be careful about is not upsizing your mortgage in retirement time. So you've got to be careful as you move into retirement. If you are going to you know, switch houses, you may not necessarily want to take on an, a massive mortgage or a massive amount of debt um, that could you know, create a financial strain and a financial burden on your other assets that are out there. So when I'm thinking about when does downsizing make sense, um, I think of a couple situations. You know, I'm uh, here this week filling in for Scott, and Scott, you know, who is uh, extremely busy right now during the, the Medicare season, um, he shared on the radio uh, several different times about his mom's situation. You know, his mom lives on a fairly big property with, you know, barns and a pond and, you know, an older house and, you know, with Scott's dad passing away, there's a lot of upkeep and maintenance that needs to be done on that property. Um, you know, Scott's situation is could be a great time for mom to lock in, you know, the great value. I, I'm sure that property and location would be an extremely desirable, you know, here in Waterville, Ohio location mm-hmm. for a younger couple who had the time, energy, money, and ability to keep up with the property. You know, mom could lock in the value of that property while rates are high and ultimately could go into something that, you know, was less maintenance, you know, something where she could have a condo, uh, maybe something where she could have some type of, uh, you know, ability to have some assisted living, have a better community. So that's number two is a community and social life. 
Um, if I look at a, a lot of clients, um, you know, in situations maybe where they have lost a loved one, um, I see a lot of times that that spouse that uh, has lost a loved one tends to stay at home and uh, loses their their social life. Um, I think that's very dangerous. I think downsizing can make a lot of sense and getting somebody back involved in the community or social life. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, community living places for seniors today that have uh, fantastic a- activities. Uh, I know Waterside is an example. Uh, I know several clients that live over there, and um, they have tremendous fun activities over the clubhouse. They do you know, all kinds of social activities in the summertime. And you know, it's a way to keep people plugged in, keep people involved. And, you know, downsizing can give you some money and freedom to be able to kind of plug into that community atmosphere that we have. And there's some wonderful places that have that great community and social life. That's one of the reasons why I love my neighborhood. Again, I'm surrounded by neighbors that uh, we have a great social life, great community together. Uh, Number three is you want to look at location. Uh, I recently met with a client, and I know in her situation, um, she lost her husband. She's 80 years uh, young, and she ultimately wants to be closer to her family, which are down south, um, coming in and thinking about you know what the changes are going to be with the weather here in northwest Ohio. One, from a weather location standpoint, I get it. I understand that it would be nice to be somewhere that she doesn't have to worry about going out in the cold weather, slipping on the ice, and uh, thinking about that. But she also likes the fact of uh, having a location that it's easy to drive to. Um, you know, you could have a smaller community. Uh, driving around here in Toledo, Ohio, can be dangerous on 475. Um, you have a lot bigger traffic to deal with, and maybe you could in a smaller location, a smaller community. Um, and having the ease and the family close by is another advantage of location. And number four is you can look at asset protection. So we had a situation where Betty and her husband was looking to go into a nursing home. And the challenge is when you look at a husband and wife in a nursing home and a health insurance situation and a Medicare, Medicaid spend down, a married couple can have a lot of their assets that they can lose in an asset spend down situation when one of the people goes into the nursing home. Yet through advice through an attorney who's an elder care attorney, you know, there's some protected assets here in the state of Ohio. You could have a home, a car, a prepaid funeral, and a certain amount of assets and income every month. Well, you know, Betty lived in an old neighborhood. Betty's house was an old house. There was most likely a lot of things that Betty was going to have to do to get her house to stay up to date and keep it current. You know, you're thinking new furnace, new AC, new roof, other home repairs. Those could be costly things that were going to come up in the future, but because of the fact that a home is a protected asset for a married couple, we were able to talk to Betty about going out and getting a new home, and that new home had all the great amenities where she's not going to have to worry about the roof and the AC and you know all those potential repairs that she could have had to make in her old house, and uh, in this case, by taking and shifting money over into the new house, she was able to take money from the countable category to the uncountable in a Medicare nursing home asset protection plan as well. Uh, Number five, accessibility. I have a lot of clients that I talk to that, you know, maybe have their bedroom on the second floor and, you know, seniors and retirees maybe want to move to a place where they don't have to go up to the second floor or if the laundry's in the basement, they don't want to have to go up and down the basement stairs. 
And number six is locking in gains. So I know some clients that uh, recently talked to Dick and Sue. Uh, they had built up some significant equity in their house over the years. Um, they sold their house, and they were able to move over to a condo. Uh, so not only did they get away from that upkeep and maintenance that we had talked about earlier, they were able to lock in the gains, move into a condo, have a lot less responsibility as far as how things go in the future, make life a lot easier. So when you're looking at downsizing and looking at ways that make sense, it can make sense uh, in those different situations. So, you know, if this is an area that you need some financial guidance for, uh Feel free to reach out to our office if you don't know, again, where to turn for uh, real estate advice or a, a real estate uh, agent. I know a lot of great people in town. Happy to make some introductions for you. Because it's such a, a major decision to make, and, and it's something that a lot of people do entertain, possibly downsizing. But knowing you know the, the costs that may come with it and the benefits, the pros and cons before you, you do that, sit down and speak with someone like the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. See how it figures into your plan, 419-794-3030. You can also go to the website, schedule a time there as well, ARHQ.com. Thanks to higher interest rates, that's a weird thing to say, but thanks to higher interest rates, the demand for annuities has soared, which is good news for people who bought variable annuities before 2021. They are keeping up with inflation. But for those who bought a fixed annuity at a lower rate, they are not singing the same tune. They're not reaping the benefits. Is there a way that they could maybe trade in their annuity for a new one? Yeah, you know, what's amazing is if you look at the rates today, the rates have gone up uh, to the highest point that I've seen since my children have been born. And so it's been literally 20 years that rates have gone up. Mm -hmm. So those people that are listening, the question is, can I trade my annuity for a better one? The answer is very well possible. You know, again, without an annuity review, there's no way to know. But this actually extends even further. So for anybody that has fixed rate investments that are out there, if it's been longer than a year or two since you've reviewed what your rate is, it very well could be possible that you could trade that fixed rate for a better one. And let me give you a couple of examples. First of all, I'll uh, call the lady Sarah. Sarah recently came into the office and met with us. And, uh, Sarah is a retired teacher, and uh, she's been retired for quite some time. And in fact, because she was a teacher her entire career, she had a fantastic pension. You know, so every month, the state teacher's retirement system is going to send her a check, and that check really covers everything that she needs in life. Life's good. Life's comfortable. Yeah. And she then took and had saved some money and set it aside. Um, she had a couple of different buckets of money. One of the ones in particular that we took a look at was what is called a variable annuity. And annuities can be a, a confusing term for folks. You know, most people um, don't understand the ins and outs of annuities. So the first thing is, is if you have an annuity and you don't know what you own, you don't know whether you should upgrade it or not, please give me a call, 419-794-3030, if you want to know what you own and understand the ins and outs of your product, because that's exactly what Sarah didn't know. She didn't know what her products were. You know, her desire was, I don't know that I need this money. I might just pass it on to my kids, but it's there for a rainy day. It's there for an emergency. So when we did the analysis on her variable annuity, um, first of all, the word annuity means provide something guaranteed. It's you know guaranteed by that issuing insurance company. And in Sarah's situation, what she had is an income guarantee. So when we talked with Sarah and we found out more about her situation, conservative investor doesn't need it except you know some emergency in the future. 
Um, when we looked at it, the variable part, what it means is that her investment went up and down with the stock market. So, you know, for her conservative nature, it may not necessarily be a conservative investment. Depends on how it's allocated to the sub accounts, whether it's conservative or not. The second part is she was paying these fees and expenses for sub account fees, mortality expense ratios, death benefits, income riders. And, you know, when we looked at it, the likelihood that she was going to need an income rider was very low. Again, she already had a great pension from the state. It was more than comfortable uh, for what she had. So we were able to take and we were able to show her where she could take that annuity and move it over into an account that offered no fees. So first of all, she's going to get rid of those fees and expenses and then be able to put it in an account that offered her more of a predictable rate. And she was also going to now be protected against market decline. You know, so it was able to kind of check off all of the boxes. And in her situation, it made sense to go ahead and upgrade. Uh, we have a gentleman like Mike who came into the office and Mike had an older annuity. It was one of the ones that allowed him to participate when the market goes up but protects him against loss when the market goes down. Those, by definition, are called index annuities. And so with the index annuities today, what I've seen is that the potential for growth, uh, a.k.a. in Wall Street terms or my terms or insurance terms, are called the cap rate or the participation rate. So the growth potential of new accounts today is significantly higher than what the growth potential was in his older account. So again, when you are looking at annuities and you're thinking about the trade-offs of upgrading and, you know, can I get a better annuity today? The answer is you very well can. Um, there can be some great ways. But again, when we look at annuity rates today, the annuity rates are up uh, significantly uh, from where they were just a year ago. Uh, whether you're looking to increase the amount of protected income that you have for the future, um, you could be five or 10 years from now. Uh, annuities can project out what a future income payment stream could be. You could be in a situation where you're looking to take income now. Again, in Joan's situation, to go from 1.8 to 5%, that's immediate income that she could have the potential to put into her pocket right now and get a pay raise to fight off you know, the higher inflation. Uh, some of these annuity accounts today are even offering a bonus to be able to open up the account. You know, as with anything, annuities, the negatives typically come with there's some type of contract or surrender charge associated with it. And uh, you only have the ability to withdraw either none or some of your money. So you've got to understand the pros and cons of anything uh, before you change and make sure that somebody walks you through the, the details of what the contract is involved. But there's a lot of positives that are out there uh, when you're looking at, can I trade my annuity for a better one? But again, working with somebody that can help guide you through the negatives so you understand the pros and cons and can make a smart educated decision. But the bottom line is, if you purchased annuity and it's more than a couple of years old, it could be a great time to look at refinancing and or upgrading that one to a better one in today's high interest rate environment. And it's not to say that it's something that everyone should do, but worth taking a look at, you know, having that annuity x-ray done, kind of digging into it, especially if you don't know, you know, what you what you signed up for initially. We spoke previously about people that are fiduciaries versus people that are just kind of acting in a suitability standard, perhaps, and, and not to cast, you know, dispersions on anybody, perhaps that was the case when you signed that contract where they were just trying to to get you into something 
that may not necessarily work in your best interest. It's a great time to take a look right now, whether you know what you have or you just want to see if you can upgrade it uh, and, and the possibilities of upgrading for a better one, again, taking advantage of these high interest rates. It all starts with that phone call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. Once again, 419-794-3030. You can also go online to the website and find out more about the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, ARHQ.com. I want to thank you, as we always do, for joining us here on the show, spending part of your day with us. Hope you have a great week ahead of you. Nolan, as always, grateful for the time. Thank you so much. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, you know, heading into the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving coming up. I just want to tell everybody I'm so thankful for you listening. Uh, for those of you that are first-time listeners or all of you that have been listeners for the past 20 years that we've been on the show, I uh, hope you have a great time uh, Thanksgiving and this holiday season as well. And just know that uh, we're a phone call away. We're right here to help. So when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. It's home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Folks, I'll see you back here, same time, same channel, right here on Toledo's largest talk station, 1370 WSPD. Look forward to talking to you soon, and have a great holiday season. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.